kwaku walfamelako na kungungu na utukupu ata melele Hello and welcome to another drive-in double feature. I'm Ryan. I'm Nathan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week every Tuesday and Thursday. And before we get into that, we have a Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive-in double feature podcast where Nathan and I have some off-the-cuff conversation playing a couple of games just for you exclusive elites that are supporting us. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you feel free to do so over on Patreon, but if not, we appreciate the support nonetheless. But back to our regularly scheduled content, we're talking about 1981's Roar, directed by the star of this movie, Noel Marshall. This movie is very infamous for the fact that they use real lions interacting with humans in a confined space. Yeah, and if that, um, you know, that that might sound a little normal, but... This is like a whole herd of lions and tigers and uh, panthers, and there were only two trainers for all of the animals. Uh, so that's just like a start into the craziness that is Roar. Well, well, I'm glad you brought up a tiger, Nathan, because we're going to go back to our previous episode, and I'm going to give you a joke, a lion joke. Okay, yes, so, of course. So uh, what's the difference between a tiger and a lion? What? A tiger is missing the main part. Jeez. <laughs> how do okay. people come up with this? Well, I mean, if that doesn't excite you, Nathan, then <laughs> um, what, what do lions like to, how do lions like to pass the time? How? Country lion dancing. Oh, God, that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs> so bad <laughs> well oh well i gotta end on a good one so okay. let's try one more what baseball team do lions like what <laughs> the cubs the cubs cute even though well, i always think bear cubs but i, I well, guess that we don't have to talk about that we don't it's very ambiguous mm-hmm. yeah they wouldn't like the tigers i know that so yeah <laughs> no no absolutely not but anyway uh yeah back to the movie this movie is super scary but for all the wrong reasons (laughs) it's not really a a horror movie uh it's but it will leave you stressed out the whole time it it was maybe like it was a, a very unique experience i've never felt this kind of stressed out from a movie i so you and i watched it with your fiance and Mm -hmm. During the whole time, I was just like, are these people going to die? Like, am I about to just watch somebody get murdered right in front uh, of me? Yeah, she, she was sitting there like, like we were all pretty audible during the movie. Like, oh, my God. Like, holy crap. <laughs> the whole time. Just like, uh, like, like uh, you know, a couple times where it was just like so close to like death or maybe not death, but just being like hurt horribly like from the get-go this guy noel marshall the director of this is a champ what he's going through because these lions are biting on him scratching on him and he's still like i want to conserve these guys i want to keep them safe i would yeah that i'm saying i'm just saying that right now <laughs> well i don't know if champ is what people would describe him on set more like a Crazy. insane person deranged <laughs> yeah. or yeah. what a total psychopath. I mean, whatever yeah. you want to, however you want to describe him, but uh, 
I think some backstory is needed. So yes. how this movie came about was uh, Noel Marshall, who was married to Tippi Hedren at the time, they actually went on safari um, in Africa. And one of the, I guess, one of the unique things that they saw while they're in Africa was they had, there was like this really old house and there was a pride of lions that actually lived in this abandoned house. And they just thought, Hmm, now that's an idea. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, live, you know, maybe people can live with lions and they did some really crazy stuff before. Like this movie is they, their house out in California, they just had like these little lion cubs that they lived with. Like that's just, mm-hmm. that was their ideal of a good time. Just, they just treat these big giant wild animals as pets and yeah and i was gonna say and look up this because the name of their pet lion was neil the lion you have to see these pictures it is just something to see because the whole family is just hanging out with this giant lion and like lion cubs you know just like they're a family dog or something it's really and that and that's just kind of what and it reminded me a lot of and i don't know if you've seen it is the the documentary tiger king a lot watch i didn't that watch that scenes. but i know of it of course well it's the same kind of premise you're kind of thinking of it's like domesticated big cats and yes. trying to treat them like oh well you know they love it out here in these <laughs> in this like suburban home and like all these like really eccentric personalities taking care of these big cats that really have no business being in the urban society so oh probably one of the worst ideas uh just, well it just sounds like maybe this family had bad ideas because that's a bad idea and i mean so at its core this movie isn't a bad idea i just think all the elements and everything leading up to it was bad because this movie like you said we need a backstory this is like crazy troubled making this movie like it took i think 11 years from from inception to finish oh yeah yeah just the idea so it it took a long time to even get anything off the ground yeah and principal photography actually took four years to do so before it came out and the the crazy thing is though i mean like it like you know you have all these big cats like in these situations and at the beginning of the movie there's a big disclaimer saying oh no animals were harmed in the making of this movie and this is one of those times i don't buy that i think it's a complete lie yeah, there, there's a one scene in particular that looked very real. And I mean, technically, they're wrong. So on film set, no animals were armed. Well, well, we'll get into that maybe a little bit later. Um, well, yeah, that I will make that disclaimer. I don't think that the people in this movie actively harmed the, these animals, but no. were animals harmed in other ways in the environment they were put in because of this movie yes yeah because i mean there are obviously lions fighting each other because there was just so many there and they're all piled on each other different types of animals i mean yeah that's the thing and, and here's the thing is also you have to look out for the safety of your crew and obviously the safety of the crew was not in mind for this movie at all no and all in all together there was about 70 different maulings um, mm-hmm. in this movie where crew members were injured. Um, Melanie Griffith was really badly injured. Tippi Hedren was very badly injured. The director mm-hmm. himself, he had sustained so many bites from animals that he started developing gangrene. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, oh, and one last one is uh, Jan Devant, uh, the famous cinematographer who's been on, worked on Die Hard and uh, other movie Twister. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, he was scalped in this movie by a lion and there's a yeah. picture where it's just like 
half of his hair is missing because he had to get his his scalp reattached to his head. Yeah, because what had happened, I find it so interesting. They put him under a tarp to get a shot of a lion jumping over the camera. And then, you know, the lion did his thing and then he and then he messed up the camera a little bit and the lion turned around and just bit right into the back of his head. But hey, he's a, he's a trooper because he says he does not regret it because it got him his, his start in Hollywood. So, yeah. Uh, they, would they I be a trooper? You... No. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. And at, apparently that was a regular thing. One of the other reasons why this movie was held up so much is because the cast and crew would quit constantly and who could blame them? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I no amount of money is worth that kind of damage, and, and and not only that. Well, what sucks thinking about the main actors because it you know Melanie Griffith is the da is uh, Tippi Hedren's daughter, and then their three sons are in it as well. It's hard for them to quit because they're family. Isn't it two sons? You're right. I was thinking of three. Um, no, my yeah, three sons. Yeah, my three sons. No, yeah. So there's two sons in the like. Their two sons are in it, and they're all family. And it's kind of like, well, how do you quit that? I know Melanie Griffith came in halfway through. They actually had her friend cast in the beginning when they filmed it, and then Melanie Griffith was like, "Oh, I want to be in the movie." I don't know why she made that choice. Uh, she shouldn't have because no. she ended up with probably the scariest, one of the scariest injuries, in my opinion. Yeah, and she gets her almost her face like ripped off like by a lion. And yeah. the the thing is too, she actually did quit production at one point, but mm-hmm. I, I guess they had to coax her back into it. And mm-hmm. after she got coaxed back into it, that's when she got mauled. And mm-hmm. again, uh, Noah Marshall. One thing that people said he did on the set was just like people they would have these safety words and they would say like okay, it's getting too crazy. You got to come in and help, help and end the scene. But a lot of times he would keep filming, like as these people are clearly in distress. And a lot of times, like the looks on these people faces when they're in these situations, it's very real. It's a very real, like fear situation. And that's kind of how you feel as an audience where you're just like, oh my God, like someone is about to get seriously hurt. Yeah, because it feels really raw. It feels like almost like documentary footage. And and you could almost say it kind of is. It's kind of just capturing footage of just like harm happening. And and that's what it feels like. It feels like you're seeing it. Because that scene with Melanie Griffith is in the movie of her getting her head knocked around and she looks like straight in fear, scared out of her mind. And I remember seeing that and being like, holy crap, what am I I know. I know. And even, even the director, he's in the movie. And when I say like, it's very real is like, he'll just like be getting in the way of these lions and these lions will just jump on him, And they'll like, you know, they'll run their claws down his body. And then like his whole arm is just like covered in blood, like in the next second. And it doesn't, the camera doesn't cut away. So, I mean, he's actually bleeding. He's actually injured in this movie. Um, it, it, it's really something and i mean this is the main attraction to this movie you know there is a, there is a plot here i'll say that but um i feel like the main attraction is definitely like seeing all of this crazy carnage because um, it's very loose the whole story yeah the plot there's not very much plot to speak of it's just kind of uh Noel Marshall's character has been living out, out in africa for so long and his family is coming in to visit him and he plans to go meet them at the airport. His car breaks down. So then his family is at the house along with these lions by themselves. And they're having to survive the night. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I guess this movie was played for foreign audiences as a comedy. If you look at like posters, like I think the tagline, what is the tagline here? A ferocious ferocious. comedy. (laughs) And it's like, no, it's not. It's it's not. (laughs) Like, it feels like a horror movie. Well, I'm glad you said that pun, Nathan, because that sounds like a good time for a joke. Yes, yes, I need a joke. (laughs) What's a lion's favorite cookie? What? A chocolate chimp. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, do lions eat chimpanzees? I don't... <laughs> I'm sure if they got their hand on it, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, they I guess. Just, yeah, they just fake them out or whatever and trick them into being eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you got any more? We got another zinger? Uh, uh, did you hear about the humble cannibalistic lion? No, I didn't. He swallowed his pride. Uh, Oh, dang. That's like a, that's horrible. That's a horrible crime. Uh, all right. So uh, going back in, um, uh, one other, so one thing we didn't mention, which I guess I should have said when I credited the director of this movie, that there's a funny, at the beginning of the movie, it credits the lions as directors and writers in this movie. Yeah, because I guess they just like, you know, they made the movie what it was. You know, they had to build it around them. Bad writers, by the way. I'm sorry to say. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no I agree. Bad writers. And, <laughs> well, I mean, it's. So I guess the kind of the whole thing is, is they, they, they add like a little point in there. It's just like the lions tell the story, which is very much true. I mean, you can't. You might be able to control one lion, kind of, but when you have a room full of like 50 lions that are like yeah. there, there's no control it's just whatever whatever the lion decides to do you just kind of have to deal with it so exactly yeah um it, it's uh, it's really something and i mean there's tigers too because there's a whole subplot of you know the director he Noel, he's coming back to meet his family and he has tigers following the whole time and he actually has like a a buddy in all this and you know he's one of the few cast and crew that never got injured on set because he he drew a line he said like where i was raised we did not treat animals like humans and you know what that maybe saved his life well yeah the then his buddy or tour guide or whatever you want to call him he's yeah. in this movie and uh he's legitimately from africa the, the actor mm-hmm. playing him is from africa and he even said like yeah you'd see animals like this all the time we never went up to them and tried to cuddle them like they're doing in this movie so we stay away from them because that's how you stay alive exactly and yeah you know what he didn't get harmed that's a that's what's uh, i i i know we're jumping around but that's what i find really odd about this movie's message is like it's definitely trying to be like oh we can serve animals you know we need to keep them safe but it feels so weird when it's placed against a whole bunch of people getting hurt you know it, it doesn't it just doesn't, the message isn't there, you know, it the, doesn't fit. It, it's a horrible message. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, it's just like other things in there that, you know, like, I, like I said before, so when you have like these controlled environments with all these animals, like somebody's bound to get hurt. Like not only were the people hurt, there was stories of the actual lions being harmed in these situations, not nope. actively by the cast and crew, but so this movie was filmed in California, like, and they've actually, the set is still there as of, I think, like, six years ago. I don't know what the status oh, wow. of it, oh, of it awesome. now. Yeah. 
they still had the full house erected and everything. Um, mm-hmm. But it's uh, there. I do know like there was a lot of brush fires like out in California. Um, mm-hmm. One such event, there was a flood that happened and ended yeah. up unfortunately killing a lot of lions. Yeah, it killed this the mo- star lion, Robbie, which is really sad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the other thing too. Robbie, <laughs> the, the cast is uh, credited. There's Robbie, uh, his son Gary, and of course we could forget dear Togar. Yeah, who could forget to- Togar's scary man? He's like caked he, in blood the whole movie. Togar is legitimately one of the scariest things I've seen <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm sitting here being taught like, oh, you need to conserve these animals. They're so safe, and Togar looks like the meanest, meanest thing. Like, uh, yeah. I- that whatever they did to piss this lion off, it worked because this lion is crashing through walls <laughs> and like actively trying to murder the cast in this movie, and it yes. is it's it's horrifying. But it really is. Uh, but like you said, uh, there was a group of lions killed, and not only that, that they actually got out into the city, and then local authorities actually had to put down the lions too. Yeah, exactly, and, it, and that's just sad, you know, like it just should have never even happened so it flooded and they just kept them in the house really under no protection or anything and then they lose film like footage in that mm-hmm. flood as well so it, it, that's the thing all this harm all this pain that comes from this movie and it just gets washed away you know it's just gone uh, yeah. it it's like all that all that hard work and injuries are just it's for nothing yeah exactly and that goes this movie was just like once again, hell to make. Like you said, four years to film. They lost footage. They went in the debt. They couldn't. They were so far in debt they couldn't release it in America. It had to be an international release because they just owed so much money for it. Right. Uh, and not only that, just like the personal strain on all the people involved in it. Um, yeah. uh, John Marshall, the Noel Marshall's actual son, like one injury he sustained on set is that he had his head clamped down by a lion's uh, mouth for about six minutes. Holy crap. Or, or maybe in like 20 minutes, but they said it took like the, a huge group of like people to like pry this lion's head off. And he was back there shooting the next day. And like you said, this movie was not released in America. It didn't have an official American release until 2015. Yeah. And, uh, and John Marshall was the only cast member of the crew that was, felt like talking about it and yeah and uh he he said you know he still has nightmares about these events and i saw that interview it's awful and and he called his dad an asshole for putting the putting his family putting their family in that situation and i who could blame the guy honestly yeah it makes sense it it was awful i mean like there was one scene where um there's a few scenes with these sons where they look legitimately in terror. Like there's a fridge box scene where a lion's getting pulling the dude out by the leg, which I guess was a real deal. And that fridge falling over or the ice box falling over actually kind of saved him. Same with like the boat when the lion's pulling the boat in and he can't get away. He was legitimately scared during that scene because that was a lion who had attacked him earlier and was like, Oh, he's going to finish the job now. And it's like, uh, you know, I could, I don't understand why a dad would be okay with just like doing this to your own children and your wife. Cause his wife got hurt too, you know? Yeah. They had a giant elephant, a bull elephant on set. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tippy Hedren, um, 
I had to ride the elephant, like get picked up by the elephant's uh, trunk mm-hmm. and the elephant crushed her leg in between her, his tusk and trunk mm-hmm. and uh, got thrown off of the elephant so hard that she fractured another leg. And it's like, I, you know, and you, all this is in the final film, like all this, all these scenes of her getting horribly yeah. injured and like these people, I mean, like when they scream, it, like, so there's, there's a difference in movies. Like when you hear like a movie screen, you know, it's like, ah, you know, you just, mm-hmm. it's, it doesn't sound fake when you are actually in a fearful situation and you let out a legitimate scream, like you can't fake those types of screams. No, those are, they're genuine and they're definitely genuine here. And after all the mayhem, after all the horror, the movie has such a weak ending where it's just like, oh, they were good the whole time. They would have killed us if they had the chance and they live in harmony. I did not like this ending at all. And it kind of ruined a lot of it for me. Um, like, I was just like, what the hell? Like, because the whole move, the, like you going back to the main message, like you were saying, is mm-hmm. that the main message was that, oh, that we can live in harmony with these animals and we can, mm-hmm. Uh, have a like cohabitation together that was kind of like the ending message of the movie but all the way building up to it it's like these animals are trying to murder us they're trying to kill us and animals shouldn't be in these types of situation and so I'm just like what what kind of messages am I supposed to get you've been trying to tell me the whole movie to be afraid of these animals and now it's like oh no they're fine yeah and it's just I don't get it. It just seemed like, I mean, it's obviously cobbled together, right? They've lost so much footage. They only had so much to work with. So what they ended up building was such a like misput together movie. And it, and it's just sad for a movie that cost so much money that harmed so many people that it comes off as so weak. And I, I yeah, as far as like a message goes, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, and well, there's one thing you and I forgot to mention. Um, we forgot to mention the poacher, like sub story, like B oh, storyline. Yeah, I forgot it because it has no it, point to the plot. It doesn't, but the it's like these poachers are like, oh, it's dangerous having these all these lines in there, and I'm starting to agree with the poachers like halfway in the yeah, movie. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and they get murdered. Oh my god, they they get murdered. Are we supposed to feel like? satisfaction like yes take them kill them i think we were but no there's one scene in there where the poachers are shooting the lion and the tiger and there's like one scene where it looks like the lion's like trying to climb up the hill and it just falls and i guess they Mm -hmm. added a gunshot so to make it look like it got shot i could kind of believe that but there's one scene Mm -hmm. where a lion is laying on the ledge of like a little hill or cliff or whatever Mm-hmm. And the line just gets launched from the cliff. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, unless there was like another line that just pushed it as hard as it could, that line was pushed by something yeah. or someone. Yeah. I think we both reacted the same way. Cause I think we were talking about it after that, that line, just the way it fell, fell, it almost looked like lifeless, like it, it or helpless. I should say like it was, it was just straight free falling down. It was a, uh, yeah and, and you can't you, like you said you can't convince me that animals weren't harmed in some way in the making of this movie no and i the only way i would believe it is if i was on set like viewing it 24 7 that's like the only way i would <laughs> believe that because yeah but i because you know i 
I don't know the parameters of a lot of these, like, you know, what they do like these and they can add these certifications and they're like, well, is there really somebody watching 24 seven, like these animals or just like, no, you know what I mean? And I, and I heard too, on a lot of times too, like other movies will put those in there, even though they weren't actually obtained by like the humane society. Really? Oh, wow. That's crazy. And I mean, here's the thing. I, you could hurt an animal and then like the humane society person's looking the other way or you could do it and the humane society is just like, don't do it again. Don't, don't you dare do that. You know, you still did it. Right. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's ways around it. And of course, I don't think you could get away with it now, but then it was a whole different story. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it was, like I said, it was, like you said, it was all for nothing. They, this was released only internationally. Mm-hmm. It only made $2 million at the box office off of a $17 million budget. God. So, uh, and also too, um, it ended the marriage of Noel Marshall and Tippi Hedren. Uh, so much yeah. that I guess Tippi Hedren's like, oh my God, who did I marry? And- yeah. And like, um, it, it seems like his family is against him as well. It's, and I mean, he died in 2010, so... I guess he didn't get to see the revival of this movie, but it sounds like this movie ruined that man's life. Yeah. And maybe rightfully so, honestly, I mean, after what he put his family through, I mean, yeah, it, it was definitely a, sounds like a really miserable experience for everyone involved. And it's a movie that probably shouldn't have, probably shouldn't exist right now, but <laughs> Uh, I'm glad it does because I don't think there'll ever be one like it ever again. <laughs> yes, that's why I'm saying I highly recommend you check this out. I don't think you're going to get a lot out of like acting, story, but this movie will never exist again and there is no movie that exists that is like it. It is one of a kind and it will continue to be a one of a kind movie. And I think if you're a fan of movies, you have to see it. It's a spectacle. It's insane. I- Absolutely. It's a total sideshow. So it's just, yeah. it's something I guarantee you'll never see anything like this again. It's, but, and I mean, it's heart racing, got tons of action in it. Um, I, I, I couldn't be bored because my heart was just racing the entire time where I was just like, I, I was just wondering, thinking something bad was going to happen right in front of me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely give it a recommend, but, uh, before I close out, don't, let's 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 close out on a couple of these rare jokes that we love so much. Yes, yes. Um, Fans are going to be like more Ryan jokes. <laughs> they're going to subscribe to Patreon just for the jokes. We'll do a jokes only episode. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Why did the lion eat the tightrope walker? Why? He wanted a well balanced meal. Oh, me too, buddy. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what What would be a better name than King of the Jungle for a lion? <laughs> Emperor. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Emperor ended on roar. Perfect ending. Yeah, perfect. It all connects. It all comes together in the end. Well... What's going to be coming to us next time, Nathan? Well, Ryan, um, it's a Nathan pick on Tuesday. So you know what that means. Something sexy. Something sexy, something a little sleazy. So we're talking about 1980s 
American Gigolo. And that is streaming over on HBO Max if you want to check that out. Well, can't wait. Nathan always comes up with the nice wholesome picks. Mm-hmm, so. Yeah. <laughs> the whole family. <laughs> but but uh, anyway, um, we do appreciate you listening to this podcast. And if you have any feedback for us, please email us over at driveindoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at DIDFPod. And once again, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash feature. But until next time. Until next time.